Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another another episode here. It's going to be a good one. Oh yeah. So we've uh, we've made the long journey down here down south to uh, to talk to a a man who's a legend in my local eyes. legend. Yeah, yeah. Not just local, but he's oh, he's yeah. known he's known far and wide. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe through the county. Maybe the six county area. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Dad. This is my dad, Perry, Perry Sorensen. Well, thanks. <laughs> I guess it's good to be here. <laughs> oh, we're glad to have you. Well, thank you. This is the first podcast you can say you've ever been on. Yes, it is. <laughs> Never done anything like this before. <laughs> well, good. Neither have we, so yeah. it would be great. Yeah, we're all kind of winging it. So, the reason why... Well, we, we want we, you're full of lots of good good stories and good tales, but um, growing up there was um, an an incident or kind of a a crazy story that happened. I was pretty young; I would have been in my teenage years when this story that we're going to tell kind of kind of all went down. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about about you, Dad. Let's see, uh, give us a brief a brief history of. Of what you're doing now, or what 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 you've done for your life, and yeah. Well, I I grew up here in the valley. I've lived here my entire life. My dad was a farmer, and I grew up farming. Originally, a dairy farm. We had some beef cattle as well, and I grew up milking cows and and the dairy business. And then later on, when I was a teenager, my Dad and uncle, they were in partners. They they sold the dairy cows, and then they split the farms up and kind of went their own ways, other than that they kind of still worked sort of together. But we grew up raising beef cattle. We had mountain permit up the up on the mountain where we, we ran the cattle in the summer. Uh, <clears throat> so farming and basically ranching, and then when I got – older i stayed involved with that with my dad and i went to work at the coal mines up there up salina canyon and what age would that have been what what age would you have started there well i started in 1978 in august of 78 i can remember my hire date up there so i would have so would that have I would you? have been 20 years old or right there. The fact is, right before my 20th birthday that I started. I actually started at the mine, and then I got married a month later after I'd started at the mine. So I worked at the mine longer than I'd been married <laughs> until my <laughs> retired date. So, But I stayed involved with my dad and farming, and we, we farmed, and then uh, we helped a lot of the local ranchers and farmers i worked for them quite a bit and even while i was at the mine in my off time i would we would help local ranchers and they run cows on the mountains as well and we would me and my boys when my boys even were small we and 
Kendon remembers this. We we'd drive cows on the mountain. We'd work and brand for other people, and and we was involved all our lives in yeah. farming and livestock. So was that all? Was that was all that stuff here in the valley, like in Centerfield? Or yeah, were, it, it it was. So you're born and raised here, and your mm-hmm. dad was here. Had the dairy farm. Where where was the dairy farm at here? It was over over west of here, over west of the Severe River and Clarion. That they oh, call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If yeah. you've ever oh. been over, for any locals that are around here, if you've been over the Lone Cedar Pass that goes from here over to Scipio. Yeah. As you as you get on that Lone Cedar Road, there's a windmill. Oh, what? Maybe a mile off the the pavement there as you hit the dirt oh, road. Probably not, not even, much more. Not even a half a mile. I don't think. Up right. The road and the on the south side of the dirt road, there's an old milk barn there, and that's where. Oh, okay. Where where he'd milk cows and. Cool. That's okay. small barn. We milk maybe. Fifty, sixty cows tops. Used to be a lot of little dairies in the valley say. like that. Lots, dozens yeah. of them in the valley, and I wish I had wrote them all down because I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, and and times have changed, you know. Yeah, so it seems like uh, old. Uh, uh, what's his name? Darn it! Now I'm going to lose names. But well, Lawton's Dairy over there dairy. is close to where our old dairy was. Uh, he milks like five, six thousand head of cows <laughs> over there, which is more than the yeah. entire yeah. part of the state here. Oh, did all together in them days. So well, and you had uh, you got Justin Pick- Howe Pickett, but then next to Howe was uh, the other Pickett. I can't remember his name. Kirby, Kirby, yeah, mm-hmm. and his little barn. Yeah. I, I milked there at Kirby's for a little while. Traded me like an old motorcycle for like a summer's worth of milking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was dozens of little dairies around. Yeah, 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 that was awesome. But no, like growing up, I remember as a kid. You know, I mean, from being just little, I mean, four or five years old, I remember. You know, moving Uncle Kurt's cows would go from the West Bench over there, and we'd we'd move them up Willow Creek in a day, and and it was kind of an annual deal to make that big drive. But but beyond that, like you say, we would go help out these other guys around the valley. You know, yeah, Jack Nielsen was a he was an old rancher. We got <clears throat> working for him a a lot. He was we were basically his main cowboys, and whenever we had to anything to do with these cows, and he ran quite a few cattle. Yeah, gotcha. not only range cattle, but he bought a lot of feeder cattle and fed. You think about it, it's kind of a the best the best way to do it because we got to have all the fun moving cows and playing cowboy and didn't have to take any of the <laughs> risk actually have, owning them. Didn't have to lose any money. <laughs> you got to be the farmer without losing right. the money. Oh, right. gosh. I remember, I mean, just speaking on horse, I mean, you guys have always had horses that I've known you. The first time I think I've even rode up in our mountains, was with you guys right before yep. I went to basic training. Yeah, you was riding Spider. Spider. We put you yeah. on old Spider, which was my grandpa's, yeah, his he, horse. That was that was. He one belonged I, to my dad. My yeah. dad's been dead for 31 years now. God, an old and, Arabian, right? Yeah. An old Arabian horse. It was a good, good horse. Old, good old horse. And when my dad died, I kind of inherited him. Yeah. He pretty much raised my kids and yeah i was gonna say he he was horse. around for a long time he did, he, i mean he's only been gone now like, well, that horse died maybe i, I think he four or five was years about ago. 33 years old when he died <laughs> oh that's yeah. amazing yep. you gotta know he's a good horse if you're gonna put somebody like me on him <laughs> <laughs> i remember that ride i think it was like uh we went through some pines or something and i remember i went over one log and old brady mcdonald was behind me yeah and we went over one little log, and, and that horse did a little jump when he went over. I mean, it probably wasn't anything, 
but he did almost like a pause and then a like a little hop. And I remember just like it throwing me clear over onto the saddle horn. I, I, I wrapped my arm around the neck and I just remember Brady <laughs> laughing in the back, just oh, crane's going off. And, and I think all the horse did was step over. Yeah. <laughs> and I still almost <laughs> fell off. That was a good. I remember we got into a bunch of elk that day too. Though. We did, I, I huh? Bunch up, of calves. Up, in the, up in the cove. That's Where right. God, you got a good memory. That's I right. That. I almost forgot about that. That was so, fun. Let's get into this a little bit. So, so just to kind of prime you a little bit here, back the, this story occurred in the early two thousands. Would say two thousand, right around two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand one. So go ahead, Dad. Kind of explain here what. <laughs> What what happened? Well, there was a few years in that period of time when when cattle rustling in the state of Utah, well, the the West, it was all over the the Western United States going on, it, and it it become a big kind of a big deal. And there's been a little bit of that goes on for years, but but it seemed to me like that was kind of a a real peak of cattle rustling back back then and and what they want me to talk about today is is kind of an incident that happened that we got involved in with cattle rustling so so are you saying that the, the peak of the cattle rustling would have been in the 2000s or or later like yeah well i wouldn't say i don't know the peak but but it seemed to me like in this area it started happening that really there was a lot of it going on then more than i'd ever heard Oven for a long time, for, at least forever, you know, and I hadn't heard of that much. Yeah, I mean, you used to hear about it. it in like the old west days. That, that's yeah. that's what you think. That's about. like a John Wayne. When you movie. think about cattle wrestling. That's what what you think about yeah. is, and 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 it and this story kind of ends up in really, really the old west type stuff when when we get down toward the <laughs> the end of this, oh, and sweet. and that's what that's I think cool. is intriguing about maybe the, some of these yeah. stories yeah, for sure. So 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 going back to the early 2000s we had been working you know off and on for for different guys around the the valley here you know working their cows branding calves and and moving cows and and what kind of happened that I guess that that spurred this whole thing off like what what was it well I I worked or I helped a, a good one, one one thing real quick we're going to one thing we want to try to do here is we're trying to not mention names just so people are aware. I, and not so much out of respect for the, the criminals that were involved, but maybe for more so for their families. Yeah. We're trying to be sensitive to that. But, everybody makes mistakes. So, right. But it's right. a cool story. But if, if you're if you're local and, and native to the valley here, I mean, you probably remember this this story, this whole thing happened a little bit. Maybe not the perspective that that you have, Dad, but... But you'll you'll it'll probably bring to remembrance to a lot of people, you know this this whole thing. So well, I didn't know anything about it, but I remember hearing like, "Hey, there's some cattle rustling going on." I remember like right. being in high school and just thinking, "What in the world? Like <laughs> cattle rustling? Like what are we talking about?" Right. So I think it's all. I think it's a awesome story. I well, and that's kind of the, the reason why we want to talk about it because I think it's, you know. It's history. It's our local history, and I, I think it's kind of neat to actually have it kind of recorded. Yeah. You know, to, for, for my kids or my, you know, my future grandkids or somebody, you know, 100 years down the road to be able to maybe listen to, you know, of a, 
you know, your, it's, kid, it's, your kids, you ain't gonna, your kids <laughs> won't survive to have grandkids. You guys, your kids are too crazy. Yeah, if I, if I was, if I was a writer, I could have probably wrote a book about this. That's so uh, cool. And, and I got, this is off the subject, but, but I was on a jury one time years ago on an attempted murder and my notes and stuff that I probably, if I'd go look, I probably still have a lot of them. And I thought to myself, you know, if, I I could write a book on this stuff. It was that interesting and of what went on. And and this cattle wrestling story is is something that if yeah. I had some talent like writing, yeah. I could have probably wrote wrote something well, that, and made some money off of this. That's I don't why know. that's cool. Podcasting is even better. You don't have to be a good writer. You just need to be able to tell the story. Just talk. So. Yeah, just have a good time telling the story. So yeah. I keep getting us off track here, though. So go ahead, Dad. Like what what was it that that got this whole thing going? Well. I had a good friend that that I worked and helped with. He was a farmer, rancher. He had cattle. And for years, I'd, I'd worked with him and helped him. He helped me. Uh, and this old boy in, in the valley owned a lot of the river bottom country down here west of the valley. And not this particular friend of mine. He had property down that way too, but the the old guy, and I'm not going to mention these names, but he he owned a lot of a lot of ground down there, and he's one of the guys that we helped work cattle and and for years we did did all of his cowboy work. Anyway, he ended up passing away, and his family leased the his farm ground and his river bottom where they run cows he leased it out to a guy that come out of california and and the guy if you was to meet him he was the nicest friendliest most fun guy you could you'd ever meet and talk to uh but he had when when we found a lot of stuff out he had he had a kind of a criminal past he served time and stuff prior to coming up here out of California. But anyway, he ended up with a lot of this property down there that was basically leased down along the river. And and uh, I don't know what... Well, I, I, remember, I remember one thing that after we got talking to Kendon here about doing this podcast that I hadn't thought about for a lot of years, but... but one thing I, I remember, and not only this guy, but there was a local guy that was involved with him. They were kind of partners in this that that got they got tied up together and become partners. And I can remember before all this stuff happened and right there just uh, they lost a lot of their cows. I can remember their cows got out of their range ground down there and into their alfalfa and stuff, and, and they bloated like 30% of their herd. They lost it, and I thought to myself, now how can how can anybody suffer these kind of losses and stay in business right. in the cattle industry? And that's one thing that maybe, I don't know if they were just desperate, Kind of out of desperation. I, I think so. I think yeah. as I get thinking back as at that, I think maybe they was they they had to recoup some of this loss that they hmm. they had. And 
and I can what I remember of it, it was probably close to thirty percent of their cattle they just oh wow lost. So yeah, you you're not bouncing back from that easy, right? Right. So that's probably a lot of pressure. But it, but as the story goes on, uh, this good friend of mine that I work with, uh, he realized he and he was running down in the river bottoms. He he realized that he was missing cattle. And he was the kind, he wasn't so big that he didn't know how many cattle he had. It was kind of hard to to find them. It was, you know, that there's a lot of tamarack and stuff. You don't see all your cows every day, but you get a feel for how many you got. And he got, finally got trying to get a half decent count on them. And he was missing, I don't know, at least 10 head that he knew. And uh, so... Which and that was probably pretty uncommon for him. Yeah, when he rounded him up, he knew what. Well, he, he I think I think well, he had probably what a few hundred head. Well, if even that, so he's you're looking. That's maybe yeah. that's pretty that's five ten percent of his herd. I don't know. Yeah, he had probably a little over a hundred head. I don't know that he ran down there. Well, and for so people you, that you'd know, so you'd know when you're missing ten yeah. percent of your herd. Roughly. Yeah, that's well, and for so, people that don't know, tam the tamrack down here is about as thick as a wall. I mean, you get in it and you, you're you almost crawling in that tamarack. The river brought it in, and so this tamarack comes up thicker in a wall. And you get cows in there, and you just hope they come back out because right. it's about impossible to get in there and get them. You almost have to feed them out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, so, so it wouldn't be uncommon to just not see them for a little while until it's time to count. But he realized that he was missing cattle. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, he get doing some investigation, and he found truck and trailer tracks near his gates down down there west of the river, and and actually, I think he found some horse tracks down in there, and wondering what was going on. Something's going on there. <clears throat> now he's Something's getting going sneaky. On. And so, back to the the guy that come out of California. He was good friends with most everybody around. I mean, big ranchers. There's, there's another one that I won't mention the name. They had a lot of cattle down in them, them areas, and and I think he even sold this guy a few head. You know, not yeah. not a lot, but a few to to build his herd originally. So he was a pretty personable person. Oh, very, very, very. Like say you and have a funner guy to sit and BS yeah. with. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how friendly how some some of the, the, the most twisted people are like seem seem to be like when these documentaries come out, seem to be like the most personable people. Like people love them. Like right. they, when they get to know them and they just love that person because they're they, they can twist your mind so well. And and he had friends. People did like him. Yeah. They did. I liked him. Yeah. Uh but anyway, so my buddy that I worked with that was missing these cattle, he got, you know, curious about trying to find sure. out where his stuff had gone. Yeah. I, and he kind of had a pretty good idea of maybe what's happened to him, but he couldn't prove it, you know. What would have gave him an, an idea? What do you mean, what idea would he have? Well, had? he knew this guy real well. So he, he kind of had and, it in the back of his mind that this guy could have been – been the one. I mean, if right, I'm from the, right from the yeah, get go, he kind of. They, they basically 
were neighbors. Their their allotments or their their properties were adjacent to each other. They mm-hmm. they yep. bordered. He one side of the fence was his. One was the other guy's. So yep. what, at what point so. in time did did he approach you and talk to you about? Do you, do you remember well, that? I worked. Well, I were I was with him all the time. We we worked like I say we worked together a lot farming and and basically the ranching and doing the cows and was he up the mine at all with you no, or just down no, here? No, he okay. was just down here. What he did for a living was he 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 that was his living. That, his that's what that okay. was his living and and I kind of just yeah on my spare time that's what I did. So. Sure, but yeah, he he kind of knew. And we knew this guy had some uh, permits and stuff, desert permits and stuff, and and different permits out, way out east of Green River. And, Green River, Utah. Yeah, yeah, out, out that way. So, so it kind of got to where we got to go out there and see if we can see some of these stolen cattle, and. So we got together and we'd go out in the truck and we went out and we we kind of had a rough guess of the area. I would say it could have been a 50-mile square <laughs> area out there that we kind of knew where that's somewhere in that area was this guy's permit allotment. So we went out and rode around, and we the first time we went out, we we spent an entire day driving all over that desert out there trying to figure out. And finally, we found some cattle that had the right brands on that we knew. Not, they were his brand. They were hit. Yeah, the they were this guy's brand, not not yeah. okay, not our not the stolen brand, ones, not stolen cattle. So, so that took us a trip out there just to get an idea of where they ranged. Well, from from here to there is probably a good, what, two and a half hour, three hour drive? Oh, yeah. What is it? Just just oh, from Slina to Green River, 110 miles, and we're out we're out east of that another. So it's not like just down the road. I mean, you got it's, no. it's a full day's event to get out there. And... Right. So so anyway, we we went out to see if we could see anything, and and we didn't. And... Here's something that that's really odd, and and to this day, I I wonder what the connection was here. There was another prominent guy here in the valley that was good friends with our our adversary guy, if you want to call it. I don't know. I try not to use names here yeah. and stuff, but but they were all friends. You know, uh, he's a friend with my buddy, and he was a friend with this guy. And he knew a lot that was going on, and I thought that, and I didn't at first real put this together, but after we got going along, it was kind of became so this, this prominent guy you're saying yeah. knew a lot about about. But I thought the cattle later on. I thought, boy, this guy. So, so he might something, have something's up here. Yeah, I, I don't know how he knows what he knows. <laughs> so anyway, he 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 tipped tipped us off and we went out a second time out there to try to find these this is like one week and then another week and and 
So when he tipped you off, he tipping you as, as far as locations or? Well, he's told us basically where the range was that he knew mm. without, you know, we didn't have maps and GPS and all that no stuff. Google Earth, <laughs> no Google Earth. He didn't throw point. you an Onyx we, pen. We huh? could do now. <laughs> so we was going out there driving the roads and just trying to figure stuff out on our own. And uh, we we got looking around and and like say we we kind of found the area but we didn't know how much of this area like there's miles and miles and miles out there yeah uh but we we also learned that there is a guy that runs that's got a permit out in there that's from colorado and uh as we get studying and talking around we find out he's missing cattle uh, did you did so, you actually meet him and, and no I didn't I never did actually meet him, but phone calls and stuff through my buddy and he whatnot. he made the connection there said that, hey that, you got this range out there next to so and so and you know and he's he he's come up with cattle that's missing. So so we get oh it's it goes on for a couple of weeks and we get a phone call from our. One buddy in town that <laughs> that tipped us off and says they're they're going out there they'll be out there to gather these cows. Well, so in the meantime, once you get west of the, or I should say, once you get east of that Green River, you're you're in is it Grand County? Yep, Grand County. So so your sheriff has to come out of Moab down that way. Clear. Yeah, yeah, it's not just your Emory County like you're on this side. So you're out there a long ways. So so we get a hold of the sheriff to go out there. We're tipped off that they're going to bring these cows in off the desert. It's time to round up. And the, so the Grand County Sheriff met us out there that day. And... He got onto the story, what was going on, and we're looking for some missing cattle and stuff. And so somewhere in there, they got a hold of the people that owned the cattle, the guys that were suspecting, and the agreement's made that they don't bring them cattle in without notifying the county sheriff because... They want to check these cattle when they come when they bring them off that desert. Inspect their brands, basically. Yeah, exactly. Make sure they're. So yeah. then another week goes by or so. Uh, maybe I'm kind of getting off track a little bit on on this stuff, but but so we're we're thinking they're going to notify us when they when they round these cattle up, and when we went out prior, when a buddy and I was out looking around we found if they bring these cattle off their range there's a fence line out there about five miles from their ranch trails that they gather into there's a fence out there that they got to funnel through a, a particular gate uh is dividing allotments out there and this is about five miles out from the ranch house and and the corrals, and that's where when they round these cows up, 
was all to meet there with the with the county sheriff and us and and when they come through this gate we were able were able to look at the cattle as they bring them in gotcha well bef- there was kind of a date set there that they were going told us that they were going to go bring the cattle in and so we just kind of waiting around for this particular date to come about which was probably a couple weeks down the road well I'm home early, early, this one Sunday morning prior to that, and my friend calls and says, get ready, we got to go. This is about before daylight. He says, we got to go out there. They're they're rounding cows up right now, and they haven't told anybody. Haven't called nobody. Haven't told nobody, but they're out there. So he got word word from somebody. He got word from this other guy that I find (laughs) suspicious. That knew that that was going on, yeah, and he tipped us off. That gotcha. They were rounding them up. It's like say I didn't suspect anything here at that time, but I did find out later that how does he know all this stuff? Seems to be a lot to so, n- be known there to not have anything to do. So with we it. get in the truck and we fly out there, and the county sheriff hadn't been notified, so we we called him. And we got their way ahead of him, and they were just bringing them in toward that gate. I'm telling you about that they had to to come through. This is early in the morning, or I mean, sun was up. Well, by the this. sun was up by then. It was it was mid morning. Okay, it was probably mid morning, and and we met them out there, and they were there was a bunch of them out there on horses and pushing cows, and and they got there, and and when they seen us they stopped and we waited for the county sheriff and it was funny I can't remember exactly if there was a conversation that went on with the sheriff and whatnot but they stopped their operation right then it it didn't they didn't move them any further they didn't bring them through the gate they just stopped and and like they like they they, they saw you well and or, and, and come got, to think of the sheriff hadn't even made it out there then so they were just busted yeah. they were basically <laughs> and they knew this and like, they, uh, they they stopped yeah so we looked through what we could look through as far as the cattle uh were you on horseback or did no, you guys we just were drive just out in a truck and and we we got out and what cattle that we could see we couldn't see anything that was how far how far abnormal. were you from 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 them all at this point in time? Were you, I mean, were you we were right there talking to them? Oh, was you? Yeah, we was actually able to talk to them. Yeah, and yeah, they didn't have any problems. Did looking, you ask them what the heck they were doing? You know, this was this wasn't part of the plan. To, I don't I don't remember asking and getting into a confrontation. Probably like, trying to be more like civil. that, but yeah. but we didn't <laughs> we didn't see anything out of the ordinary. We didn't see any of our the cattle that my friend had yeah. lost or anything like that. So as the story goes, it just stopped right there. They never did bring him into the corral. And it, <laughs> it was funny. I believe it was that very night that for some reason that Grand County Sheriff got some kind of, I don't whether he knew something or or what tipped him off but but he he went out in this 
canyon, and we had no idea that they had more permit right up these canyons that go back in there like 25 miles back up in there. And that night, and we'd come, we'd come home. That was the end of that day, and we was home. But anyway, this, this sheriff, somehow he got some word that there was a canyon that was probably, I'm going to say, I don't know what, maybe between 5 and 10 miles, probably more like 8 miles further to the north and then back up into the east, this big canyon's up in there. And, and, when, and when you think about this terrain, it's about as western as terrain as, as yeah, there ever was, run, big box canyons. And back up into the book cliffs. And like, is it kind of like San Rafael stuff? Like if you're going to go for a ride down on them deep canyons and big walls? Well, that's what this area would remind you of. But gotcha. it's going up in towards... Farther away, book, but that same yeah. texture. Yeah, it would remind you a lot of that. Okay. And we had no idea that that they had permit right up up in that area. We well, thought it was just down in this flatland desert stuff, but they they had rights to run a lot more country than we knew. Well, in that country too, like you you could live in that country for 10 years and not know it, you know. A lot of that stuff is so deep and far in like uh course they got little hidden places yeah it, yeah it, and, but it, it's a it's big canyons and going up that big main canyon there's canyons that go off the sides of that all over uh different different terrain than most yeah. people are probably familiar with but but anyway this the sheriff for some reason he went up in there and it was 2 a.m in the morning and he was going up in this canyon, and he seen a campfire up in there. And I don't know the particulars of how he actually did this or what, but but anyway, he snuck in on that, and he caught one of the guys that was involved and a woman up in there. And they were just at their camp, and they... Had horses. They they were on had horses there, and he arrested them right there. Do you do you know if they had cattle right there at that? They point? had they had cattle, but I don't know that the sheriff could see him right there. But he knew that there was cattle right there, and they had cattle. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he he took them in. He took these guys in, and then then in the mornings when when daylight there was a lot of cattle up in there what do you think about that that sheriff though about how i mean that's that, that guy's he's pretty he's, bold he was yeah, i was gonna say that's go, go a brave move again with these people you got to keep in mind you know you, they've kind of at this point they're probably feeling the pressure well they've already they already know that you kind of know that they have your cows you know like if you really think about it like you've told them you can't bring them through till we're here watching. Yeah. So they feel that pressure right and they, now. And then they try to pull one over on you and come at it early, you know. And to, they only pull out probably the cows that they know, so they're separated. Somewhere up in there they've separated, well, right? Well, come to find out, the stolen cattle were up in them canyons. Right. And the non-stolen ones were down the ones in they're this bringing in. desert where 
Sure, yeah. you would be glad would, to show you go, those ones. Go look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just come think on, come I, I, I got, when, you, when you talk about this sheriff, though, like I just can't get over the fact that he's he, he was by himself, correct? One guy. Yeah, he was he was oh, wow. go, going by after himself. these guys that that are likely, you know. That's pretty, a John Wayne moon. Pretty dangerous. Can, you know? can you picture the John Wayne right now just pops out of the darkness and hits the guy in the yeah. back of the head with? You well, know, every every time I went out there, I I I I took my gun with. I had a yeah. pistol with. Well, I'm sure I, they. I did didn't too. know what we was going to get into, and if there was a confrontation, my yeah. friend he didn't think much of it, but I I always when he called me to go out and I. Well, one thing I took about my gun, I took it. I had a gun with me. If you're willing to take so, a cow, I mean, and you're willing to steal a cow, and you're you're to that point, like, what else are you willing to do? Right. You don't know, so you might as well be ready for it. So, That's crazy. So we're we're uh, so he finds him, and he finds all these brands on these cows that that belong were, to other people. Yeah, and so of course we get the call from him. Says this is where they're at, and this is. <laughs> Come and look at them and probably get them. They're yours, get them. So, so we went, we got, after we got the call, my friend got things arranged and the other big rancher out here, he, he had semis. He, he was a big operator and he had semis and, and he actually went, we got together, we, he took his semi out and we took a, some horses and a, pick up in a trailer and we went out and we rode up in this canyon. Of course the semi couldn't get up there. So we we rode up in the canyon first, parked the semi down at this this ranch house, the yards and the crells and and just rode up in the trucks to see what we could see and sure enough we seen some of the cattle we were looking for and they had Ear tags in their ears that was identifying as the one of these guys that was our suspects. So they'd cut the tags out of them. Well, so they had already... their own tags in 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 them. Yeah. yeah. So they retagged them, and heck, who would ever go out there and no. find them? I mean, they were 150 miles from our place where they were taken, and and. Just to go find them, they they was probably thought they was pretty safe. One hundred and fifty miles out there, but then back into some country that's back country that, yeah. that you know into a box canyon that's clear back in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Exactly. So as we got looking around, we found a, more than what we thought we was after that was stolen cattle. And this other rancher that I'm talking about that owned the semi that had actually sold him a few cows somewhere down in the past, we found out that, that well, we'll just go on with the story. So what we would do is we'd go up there, and uh, so they apprehended these guys and had them basically, I don't know, some of them were in jail, and so we were on our own. So, so, there. so they got the guy and the gal, and then yeah, and they, they also got the big California the guy. California. Now, they well, arrested him at this point. Well, I don't think he's arrested at this point, but gotcha. he's because they're, they're not they're not quite tying him sheriff, into it. Yeah. yeah, they got him kind of to where he's just kind of yeah. laid back, quiet. So, so we go up in there and we realize that we got a our cattle that we're after. So the semis parked down there in the yard and we so we were actually go up 
and and going up into this canyon is this is the old west type stuff. You go through a a, a wash with with rock walls that are straight up and down, and it necks down in there to about a spot that's maybe 20 feet wide. <laughs> and so perfect place to put some corral panels there and fence it off and some in, in the back when you can bring these cattle down and then you can close them in. Funnel them right in. And so what we did was we got a trailer load of them in there and brought the trailer that we hauled the horses out in. And we got our first load of cows, and we backed in and, and loaded them. Then we just shuttle them from that part there on these semi in the trailer down to where the semi was and just corral them down there for the time being. And this was this is an entire day process when we went out. And while the trailer was hauling them back into the corrals, we'd go back up the canyon and find more. And this guy that owned the semis, he had a – four-wheeler and he could ride up and there was a kind of a mountain road going up the canyon and so he could ride his four-wheeler up there a lot faster than you can get horses and he would go up and find more cows and and as we was coming up with the horses and he'd get a group of cows found or start start them down and we'd go pick them up and bring them back on down to this little makeshift trail that we we had in this rock canyon, so we get another load, and we did that a number of times. And he he would go scout way up ahead, and we'd bring the cows down, the horses. We'd load them in the trailer, then we'd take back off up in the canyon and meet him again up there and get another batch of them. And when it's all said and done after this, we get back to the <coughs> excuse me the the crells. We had an entire semi load of stolen cattle, and a lot of these belonged to that guy that owned the truck that had no idea he was missing that many. He's missing the cattle. Is this the Colorado guy? No, this, oh, this is, is the, the guy other right guy here that, that sold him some. Yeah, that okay. owns the semi that went out with this. Is, yeah, okay. Had sold him some. He had no idea that many cattle of his with his brand on was out there. What so, would, What would you guess how many cows there were? Well, there was a semi load. I'm going to say there was about. 40 to 50. Jeez. And 10 of these were the ones that we were after that belonged to my yeah. friend originally. So going, going, going back to, the, to this guy and gal, Jeez. you told me in the past that you believe, or, or I don't know how who, where this theory came up, but th- their intention at that time. Well, oh, that. So, so this is, and they told the sheriff this, that what the reason that they were going up in there with them cattle was their orders, and of course he was a partner in this, their orders was to get them cattle up that canyon, and off that canyon was other canyons that went out, and honestly, you could hide them. They were yeah. going up there, and they fessed up to this. Their job, they knew we was on to them. They knew we was, we was on to them, and they was going to take them cattle up there and run them up in some of these canyons, and kill them. They were, that's what they're going to do. Go destroy them, get rid of the evidence, push them up to these big old box canyons and be done. And I mean, there's boulders and rocks and stuff. And, and there's a number of places you could have pushed them cattle up any one of them canyons up in, in the ends. And so that's what they were doing at that 
Two in the morning. That, 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 that's what. That's pun- what they were doing. They they knew we was on to them, and that's why that sheriff somehow. So, it, like I say, we didn't even know there was. They had cattle up in them canyons. Yeah. Until this point, and and that's where the stolen cattle were, and so they were going to take them up in there, and run them up these canyons and shoot them. He caught them just get, in the nick of time. Rid then. of the evidence, so they they because they knew they, they knew they were busted. Caught. That, yeah, they that, knew they couldn't get them out. Yeah, about left that part. That's 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 what <laughs> and, and it was they, all about. I mean, that was they 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 flat out come out and said that these yeah guys, they they right. actually that when he, they got do you think they would have done guy. that the next that morning? And, and so that that's what scares me. What if what if we would have got researching on our own and went up in there and found these, and they knew we got onto them? That's I think back and thought they could have shot us up there yeah. and nobody had ever found us it's that remote and it's that who who knows oh yeah oh yeah and and i the only way i think you would have been able to found a, even a herd of cattle like this up there dead is if you would have known and you went in on a helicopter and flew and maybe found the evidence otherwise i don't think there's places i don't think you'd ever found it and got them yeah. and caught them well, that country is so, like I say, you so, be there for 10 years and not know, not have seen every nook and cranny, them canyons. Yeah. And, and you got, you got to go see it to, to appreciate how that is. But yeah, I think you could run 40 head of cows up some canyon and, and just destroy shoot them. them and they'd, because nobody goes, that ain't, it ain't a canyon that people are going up there. <laughs> it's Excuse not, me, not where you're going hunting or where, where you're just going at any time. Yeah. And then and then to just branch off one of these big old deep rock canyons and go up in there, what's the odds, you know? Yeah. They were probably pretty well, safe in doing what they was doing. But that was their mission was to go up there and, and get rid of these cows before they got caught with them wow. and destroy them. So. Well, that's what's so cra- uh, that's that, that would be absolutely insane to be that sheriff. The sheriff walks in. And there's two people that are know they're busted. I mean, they're no, they know they're caught at this and point. I, and I don't know if they were asleep at that time or if they were just yeah. sitting there. But it's two two a.m. I mean, so yeah. Was the sheriff a big guy? <laughs> like no, a strong he was, guy? He was just a. He was a just just regular. wasn't fat. He was. What, probably what, build a lot like me, only probably a little bigger guy than me. Probably yeah. a six foot guy. One other part of the story that I'd like you to, to to mention is this Colorado guy. I don't know if it was to you or to who he said though that he was he was going after him himself. Correct? Yeah, the Colorado guy that was missing cattle. He he pretty well had him pegged as well. He just needed proof, and gotcha. he made a comment. <coughs> To either the sheriff or somebody, that if he caught him, he'd have killed him. <laughs> he, he wasn't bringing him down. This is cattle rustling. He was. He would have. He would have killed him. He was that. Well, and that's how. Curious they, about that's how they his. handled him back in the day, right? And, Russell and, cattle. Well, and, and people people need to understand. I mean, you think that's their life. That's yeah. their livelihood. Yeah, that's their livelihood. And and when you start stealing people's livelihood, yeah, you're you're. Put them up against the wall there and put them in a bad spot. Yeah, you do make a tight decision. And 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 you know, I I just I carried a gun just 
for my own self-defense. I wasn't going out yeah. there to try to cause any trouble. But I, 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 the more I got into this thing, the more I thought, you know, boy, these kind of guys getting caught, if they get caught red-handed, what will they do to – Yeah. Yeah, they've gone, they've gone this far, you know. What's, what's to be the next next step? And like you say, to be out in these box canyons, what's, I mean, you're done, nobody finds you. So so it's quite a quite an experience, you know, just the way we shuttled them cows okay. down out of there and and rode up and. Well, I just find it fascinating that, that it happened just in the, it sounded like just in the nick of time, you know, that, that they the sheriff was able to kind of come down on them you know otherwise well and you know you got to realize this is going on for a number of weeks now and the suspicions and stuff maybe this sheriff knew a little bit more than what we oh, sure thought he he knew maybe mm-hmm. he was investigating it more than we thought because we thought me and my buddy was the primary investigators <laughs> in this thing we're gonna go find him and but he got involved and so yeah, probably more so than we even knew. Yeah, and and something that tipped him off that night, you know, that them guys were bringing them cows in and they seen us. That was their moment to hey, we got to go get rid of the evidence, and and that sheriff just happened to. So did he? He did well, show up eventually, though, when you guys were looking at the big big crowd of uh, cows, and and you didn't find any. What did the sheriff eventually come by then? Because you well, called him to before come before we hauled him out of there. Yes. No, no, no. He's saying he's saying that day, like when you when, when you got the call from to come out there early in the morning, because yeah. somebody tipped you off that they were bringing these cows in before he caught them up on the hill. That 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 morning they were bringing the cows when in. they were brought in. Yeah, and, and yeah, and they kind of said, "Go ahead and look." And you know, I'm assuming you guys went through to did yeah. the sheriff show up yeah. then. He 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 yeah later on later. he he come out there and. So do you think he kind of just like I think, I think he, felt yeah. weird about it? Like I'm sure, he, I'm sure right? he's got. I mean, he's got enough experience and and understanding how criminals' minds work. No, somebody's lying. Yeah, to Yeah, he's like, I'm just gonna. I'm I need gonna, to follow I'm gonna up stick on around. This. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not just gonna but, let. But let, here, here's here's kind of the rest of the story. We we end up recovering the cows, and like I say, there is nearly a full semi load of cows we come out of there with. Wow. And, and it was way late at night. I don't. It was probably midnight when we actually got back home. Uh, but so what they actually found uh, in the end was down west of here. Like I say, where this all started and originated, and where they lost their yeah their cattle. They found. A stolen baler and a stolen swather hidden down in the tamarack. Mm. And right out there to that ranch place that where we gathered the cows into to load the semi, there was stolen saddles and a stolen horse that come out of Utah County. Jeez. There was a ton of things that these guys yeah, I, I read I read it I read the records and I think they said there was like forty or fifty thousand dollars worth of like this worth of stuff. This feels like a 1932 <laughs> story, you know. Like this feels like something that should have happened in like the 1900s, not like in the year 2000. Right. So, right? so there was another part here that there was a guy that was tied in with him, that that living out on this ranch house that he had a wooden leg, that from like the knee down, <laughs> a peg leg. So yeah, had a- <laughs> and and he was involved in. 
helping us. He actually helped us transporting them cows in and and stuff. And he so he wasn't part of the well. He was thievery. affiliated with the operation out there. I don't know that he was had any part. Wasn't privy to everything was, that had didn't been have going the on. knowledge of the cow. Yeah. Gotcha. But these guys ended up when when you they they had a market going on. And and this this guy being from California, he knew how to transport this livestock and get around ports and stuff. I don't know how they got them, but there was they ended up uh, in the end. There was people in California involved, and there was people up in North Sandpete. Like a whole involved. black market. To yeah, and there's people in North Sandpete involved. And you got to realize that I think this is a lot bigger thing than just us. Yeah, because at that time. You got to understand how our mountains work up here as far as our permits. They were missing cattle. These cattle in the fall, when the weather starts getting bad, will come off the mountain mostly on their own. And there's gathering crowds at the bottom of about every canyon. And they were missing cattle through this period of time out of these, Mm -hmm. coming out of these canyons. So there was. This is just a small part, I think, of all the things that was going on. You know, I don't know if these particular individuals, Connected. but there's a lot of cattle wrestling going on, and they found that just coming out of our own mountains right here, heck, these cows would be in these holding crells. They'd back up, load over, them in, over, take overnight. Off. They'd yeah. be there at night. They'd come down all the time, day and night. In the fall, they'd, they'd trail down out of the mountain, hit the crells that holds them, and then the the ranchers would go up and bring their cattle home. Right. Usually every morning they'd they'd go see what they had. Well, during the nights, a lot of cattle come up missing out of a lot of these oh canyons. Mm. And and so I think it's a lot bigger thing than than people realized. Because it, I th- I mean I, I always assumed it was pretty tough to steal an animal that had a brand because you have to have a brand and sp- like if you take it up to get butchered, you have to have like a brand inspection on it, right? Exactly, and and I th- and I think that was what they were doing on these deserts. They they could get these cattle that they stole from here, go out there and hide them, raise calves off of them. I got gotcha. you. And and there's your unmarked calves and stuff, and, and they just build their herds not, out there. Mama's not going. I don't but think they had any intention of bringing them in here in public gotcha. and letting people see all the cattle they had. They, That's they how they worked it. Hiding them out out there because they had these ranges that they could kind of hide them. Yep. And, and use them to build their herds. They'd build their herds and. and Raise the calves. Well, and when Mama has a baby, that baby doesn't have any marks. That's so right. you're good to brand on with your own brand. You own so, the cow. I think that was their intent with their operation they had. They they had that way out of the way range country that who's going to go, who's going to know? Yeah. Well, Whose well, cattle's who out there, what their brands. So There's think- a lot of trading cattle, too. People, some of these people buy out of the auctions and stuff and brands not everybody knows who if you yeah all the locals you know what this guy's brand is and that guy's you you do know yeah but these trading cattle heck they they come with multiple brands on them you know yeah so that's crazy so um when they like if when you trade a cattle cow or or buy a cow do you have to get like a bill inspection like do you or a uh a brand inspection to buy it? 
like to trade to change the actual brand or do you ever even tra- well when when the, like it goes through the auction yeah. you got to have your brand inspection to sell them gotcha and then the buyer usually when he buys them then you put your own brand on gotcha on and then cattle, you have the so. paperwork to show that you exactly. bought it exactly and okay. then you you get your cattle your brand them so so that these a lot of these cattle are got half a dozen different guys brands yeah. on them by the time they've made the circuit you know yeah, so, so it could easily be. Yeah, he, he could just say, "Oh, well, no, I, I bought those." But but there was a lot of rustling going on, and then it seemed like even clear up in northern Utah, I can remember a big ring going on up there that I heard about that a lot of cattle so rustling. What, whatever happened to these guys? What was their fate? Well, they they ended up spending some time in jail, and then the, they. It was only maybe a year or two. For, for what they did, out. it kind of got a, just a slap on the wrist for the most part. Yeah. Compared yeah, to what, what would have happened to them 100 years ago, yeah, they would have been dead. They're yeah. not out there killing people or anything like that. So Right. They, they couldn't give manslaughter or right. nothing. so it ain't, you know. And it sounds like they kind of just fessed up to why, it. Why do you think that is, though, well, that's such a change in what it was? You know, they'd hang you. I mean, you could just have vigilante justice on these guys back in the. Well, yeah, your old Western movies. That's that's. But what don't you think happen. that was kind of just a, what was accepted though, like throughout the 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 general public back then? I mean, well, I I think so. I don't. I guess it goes yeah. back to people's livelihood, you know, and I I don't know. I times were a lot tougher though back there too, and, you know. And I don't know if, a little tougher. if things were the way the movies portray them right, either. Yeah. It might not have been <laughs> quite as wild as as the movies show, but I'm pretty sure some of that stuff yeah happened well, years it, ago. It is crazy though when you, when you bring a guy up and and you basically take away their livelihood. Like so we're talking about cows and some might some people might not understand like what's a big deal is just 10 cows, you know. But I I kind of started doing a little bit of farm work over here by Fayette, just just a little bit, just dabbling in it, right? And I've always heard about water in the valley. Mm-hmm. My dad's a seminary teacher. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know much about water, right? Uh, but everybody talks about how, oh, water wars and people being mad, and you hear about all these disputes over water. And I, you don't really understand that until you try to get your water, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so-and-so is taking the water. And you could see pretty quickly how some thieving SOB, you know, like that comes in in the middle of the night and opens his gates, twirls them open, takes all your feet of water. And then the next day your stuff isn't running and he goes up there and shuts it back off again. And here you get your water back, you know. You could almost understand how you'd want to go put the guy in the chokehold, you know, and just... <laughs> wrestle them around a little bit but i think in the earlier days i've heard stories there's been a few people killed over that kind of stuff yeah. so over water but you don't well, get it until for me at least like i didn't get it but until it, you. but it's dabbled. no different than what we've seen just in recent times here these the riots that's gone on around yeah. the country and 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 somebody going in and destroying your business i think a an owner has every right to sure. defend his property from all that kind of stuff, and this is the same thing. If if yep. somebody's coming in to burn your business down or or rob you blind, yep. I think you have a right to defend yourself or defend your property. I agree. I agree. And 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 that's what this is. I mean, and yep. you just get 
people that get mad enough and the the right temperament on an individual and somebody could get killed. Yep. Well, and some of them, some of them have been pushed around, pushed around lot for so long. They've learned that they can't be, you can't put, you can't push me at all. You can't be pushed around or you lose, you know, in the cattle business, you can't have somebody, you can't just take it from everybody or you don't get nowhere. You know, you have to be, you have to be willing to stand up for yourself, stand up for your cattle. One cattle means a lot, you know, one cattle's, (laughs) big deal so i mean to have somebody come take 10 of them that's a big right. deal 10 percent. that's 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 big yeah I, I remember the one the guy that that had a lot of them more stolen than what we what we did the one that owned the semi out there and, and i remember him saying and this has been 20 years ago doing, you know this every one of these calves here is be careful with it. He he wanted you to handle his yeah cattle careful because each calf is four or five hundred dollars right there. Yeah. Now it's a lot more than that. But, well, well, they care. But about even that, too. I mean, that's that's even though he was as big was. as he was, like he still understood the what that importance of each individual yeah, every, calf. Every, to him. Everyone counted. I mean, yeah, you can't suffer thirty percent loss on your herds and come out. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you, you can't, know. yeah, you can't suffer 30% loss on any business and hope you're going to make it, let alone cows. Well, Flux. I think, uh, I think you've done a, a phenomenal job, Dad, telling that. Well, I probably left story. some of the details and stuff out, but, but it was, it was an old West experience <laughs> when you got out there with your horses and, and yeah. that's the reason we're involved. And, and one of my boys was with out Jayden, there. Jaden, Jaden went with you. And because we have the horses. Yeah. They these other guys don't, and we do the horse work. Yeah, and that's how our involvement is. Is they kind of relied on us a lot that way. So, so that's how we yeah. get involved in this. And it was that's pretty cool. It was interesting to say the least. But so uh, I've always I've always liked that story, and I don't know why it's always fascinated me like it has. But I felt that it was. It, it 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 was entertaining enough to me, and intriguing enough to me that I thought it'd be worth having you come on and. <laughs> and talk about well, it. Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, it's absolutely insane to like think about how the, how it all happened. Like to think about that the sheriff decided to go out there at two a.m. or yeah. to think about that somebody decided to tip you off to run out there real quick and stop them. You know, it all worked out. Just to think, just, there's, that, there's those, that right. kind of people that are just that bold enough to even, I mean, to do what they did as far as just yeah. just stealing them and thinking that they could get away with it. I mean, that to yeah. me is nuts. Yeah, I. I don't know that 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 was just crazy. I mean, it all worked out like clockwork. And well, and it's a good thing it worked out. No, no, I mean, you t- got them all back. Yeah, nobody got yeah. hurt. Everything worked out. So, do you think it? Do you and, think? And it, and just to clarify this, the the guy that was probably the main guy that I told you was out of California that that was a nice guy. There's another guy from the valley here that had he that was partners with him. Well, all the ones that the cows that were actually stolen from my friend had our local guys' tags in the year. Mm. So so they were tagged with his and not the California guys. Oh. So the other stolen cattle, I don't know, but I know there was another rancher that was down here west of Gunnison that they brought one of his cows out of there that had no idea he was missing any of his. <laughs> and and they they brought one of his out of there wow so so so, i mean what you retrieved 
I mean, so who, who knows? They may have they may have got away with killing a few and, and dumping yeah. some of the evidence. I mean, you you never know. Well, I think I think I don't think they had killed anything and until they were under the pressure, they knew that uh, we were on to them. They knew the sheriffs was on to because they would have just kept them and had babies. Yeah, they they. So I don't know that they probably destroyed them, but they they was getting right down to the nitty gritty when when it all come to an end there and and. Thankfully, that sheriff, yeah, whatever he knew, he was, he was good at his job. Why he why he went in when he did and that, caught that? Wouldn't that be interesting to know why he did that? That'd be interesting be, to get his side of the story. Like, like why did you decide to go back at two a.m. into this box canyon? He must have had something. Yeah. And at that, like, say at that time, we didn't even know that yeah. canyon was part of this, and we didn't we'd never been up there in our lives. Yeah. Like we'd never been out in any of this until it started in our lives, and so we just thought this lower land was was, it. was all of it, and but it was only a fraction of it. So uh, it was. Well, but anyway, that is cool. That is way cool. Yeah. Uh, do you think, uh, like, how from the time the guy, the Cal, the California guy, moved into the valley? Like, was it the same year that all this started to happen, or was no. it over? No, he'd he'd been around. A number of years, uh, but and and then after a number of years, he had well, a bad year where his cattle. Well, all well, died and off. he didn't have cattle all the time. He he was, well, tell you he he was a horseshoer. Gotcha. And he come in and he did that for a number of years, and then then when this old rancher that we work with out there died, That's then the he leased this ground, and they went into this cattle business venture with his gotcha. little partner there. So they wasn't always in it all the time they'd been around. It was just, just they, they got into run. a new venture and they ended up losing <laughs> a lot of their cows because of their yeah. uh, their lack of experience. I don't know when they when they got their cattle into the alfalfas and bloated everything. Yeah. And so, no, they were kind of new into the yeah cattle business well and from an outsider's point of view right like uh thinking about it like you go up the mountain all the time and you see a cow like you think oh that's easy money you know like mm-hmm. you just pick up like nobody's even watching that cow you know just pick up that cow. a lot of people but, probably think people are crazy down here that do that you know why yeah. are people well well even years ago they've they've caught people up in our mountains i mean they you, they'd lose cattle here and there and yeah. you don't know if they just died naturally or what but but there was times when they actually caught somebody up our canyon butchering cows. <laughs> yeah, they would they that. would kill a big fat calf or whatever, and they was actually pitching a tent like a wall tent over it, and they'd butcher it inside there, and then they'd <laughs> get it butchered up, throw it coolers, and they'd haul it home. Dirty son of a. And gun. that's <laughs> that, and you'll see. Even now, the cattlemen on our mountain watch for stuff like that. Oh, I, I bet they've seen you it see all. the little signs going up yeah. under surveillance and yeah. stuff. Well, that's why, because even that goes on. And I, I would think the way beef prices are nowadays. <laughs> it might happen a little more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you're one of these kind of people that are thinking about doing that. Don't do it. I'd be a little bit leery because there's some, some cattle ranchers that, 
I don't think would take too lightly to. I still think no, there's some, that's what some I'm saying. old boys. And, and, and there's people like us that ride the mountains and stuff. We we like That's what we do. We love well, to ride. Yeah. I watch for stuff like that. If yeah. I've seen anything suspicious, yeah. I'm going to call somebody. I'd, I'd let somebody know. You bet. Yeah. I was just going to say. And I think there's most of the people around here are kind of. Well, and I think people people that, other, so. that, that don't spend all that much time up there, but that maybe go occasionally, they need to maybe do the same, you know, understand that these aren't just a rich dude's cows. Maybe I mean, they're, they're, no. these, these, these people, there's people relying on this for well, their livelihood. And well, these are your friends, you know, these are your friends in the Valley. Like you're stealing from your friends. Right. You no, know, most of these guys that are running their cows on the mountains. Like if you ask them for a favor, they drop everything and come help you. Well, and then you know? like us, we know about all of them. Yeah. And they they know us, but there's a lot of people that don't know them that's not associated with this yeah. business and whatnot that probably don't. But but yeah. we we know them. We'd we'd help any one of them if we could. Yeah. If we caught something like that. But well, absolutely. and it's funny that anybody even tries because you can't even take a whiz on this mountain with somebody <laughs> taking a picture not of anymore. you doing it. You know, so like, why would anybody have any thought of trying well, to do something? De- like that? Desperate times and like you say. We're kind of getting back into them here now, too, where it makes you. Yeah, well, the way prices are don't, now. Don't put it past stuff, anybody. So I don't want to give anybody ideas no, either. No, no. No, well, that's well, what I'm saying. Don't sa- do it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You might think you could get away with it, but you, you don't. You, you you eventually get caught. Right. Like, and, it, and it ain't worth what you're getting. Well, it's somebody's livelihood, and they depend on that. And Well, yeah. And that's the thing. That. You're not just stealing an animal. You're stealing like I say, your friend or your neighbor or somebody that's that would drop anything for you, you're gonna you're gonna take something from right. them. That's not right. Honestly, right. you'll probably go ask the guy for a steak and he'd give you one. Right. You know. Well well we what what are we at there, Crane? What, what Oh man, we, we managed to go an hour twelve. A little over an hour, well <laughs> maybe we better wrap it. I appreciate it, Dad. I know this is this is out of your comfort zone to we're gonna have to sit down. And we'll do get him. We'll get him uh, on here again. But next time, let's talk about like hunting spots. You know, let's get some of these. Let's get the good stuff recorded. Well, down. There's, there's, the a, there's a lot of good stories that that you could tell us, Dad. And that yeah, we'll we'll get you back on here. Get, when, you, when you get talking UFOs, I got to get. Oh yeah, well, that's that's too. that's the other one I wanted to. <laughs> we, we ain't got time for that tonight. But there's a good. He's got a great UFO. If you Is if, you, if you don't believe in UFOs. Which there's a lot of people out there that don't. Yeah, this story could be the one that that, that flips it for you. Now, was it is it your dad or your uncle that was the t- t- like told you all the turtleback stories and the? Oh, gold? my uncle. Yeah, and they're they're all, all the Spanish markers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to talk to that guy. That'd there's be there's a lot of that. He's really into that stuff. Yeah, the and, Spanish and markers. My uncle Dell. Yeah, I could stand right on top of one and never know what yeah. I was doing. Me neither. Kind of pointing them out to but me. I'm no, like, you, that ain't a turtle. Yeah, there's two rounds of turtle back Well, right and then arrowhead and stuff. I <laughs> I could never, I couldn't find one, but he can go up there and hunt, and, and they're all over the place. So yeah. it's the same way when I go looking for sheds. I'll walk right by one and Kenan yeah. be like, uh, "Dude, there's a shed <laughs> right there. Shed or not? You just what kicked that shed. Oh, well, yeah, my bad. He's yeah. like, but I found it, so it's mine. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks again, Dad. Yeah, thanks, you Curry. Bet. That was awesome, man. You did great. All right, we'll catch everybody on the on the next one. Peace out, everybody.